1: Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. To the Sharkpreneur podcast, this is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Howard Shore, uh, the founder of Activate Group, Inc. He is the founder, he is a speaker, he is the best-selling author of Your Business is a Leaky Bucket and the recently released Don't Wait, Accelerate. He's worked with hundreds of executives and teams to help excel- accelerate their growth and scale their organization. Howard is, are you ready for this? A certified gazelles coach, certified public accountant, certified executive coach, certified behavioral analyst, certified values analyst and certified attributes index analyst. He is the most certified person I have ever interviewed. I hope he's not certifiable. (laughs) Howard, thank you so much for joining us.
2: I might be certifiable, but (laughs) thank you for having me.
1: Our pleasure. We all feel a little bit certifiable now because we're recording this interview during the peak of the coronavirus when, as you can see, we're all working from home. Let's go back in time a little bit. Before all the certifications, how did you get started?
2: Wow, that's that's an awesome question. So just like everybody else, we've all had a journey So I started out in a family uh, family business and I worked with my dad growing up and I actually got to see business in a very strange way. My dad is your typical person that ran a business, uh, worked probably harder than everybody else, uh, appeared to know more than everybody else in his industry, but never grew anything of consequence. And a lot of that had to be do with his leadership style. Uh, I then uh, owned my first business when I was 18 which I did sell when I was 21.
1: Wow, congratulations.
2: And so you weren't just mowing one
1: lawn with a lawnmower.
2: You're darn right. And, uh, and, and ironically, if I were to go back I would, and do it all over again, I would do it differently knowing what I know today. Uh, just like my dad and, um, and then even myself, I could have been a much better leader to, uh, and done things differently. Uh, I, I went on, I got all those certifications, uh, I even ascended in uh, three Fortune 500 companies, and if you look at all the outward appearances, you know I sold a business, I had, uh, I worked for three great Fortune 500 companies, but at the end of the day, sometimes I, I think the book didn't didn't match the cover, and uh, what I had realized was I was working three times harder than everybody else, just like my dad, and I also realized that. No matter where I went, great successes happened, but it wasn't always well received. And I realized, you know, at least for myself, my style of leadership, um, both in the businesses as well as at home, were not as productive as I had hoped. But I would always shake it off, even though there were all these dead bodies. Uh, I would shake it off and and realize that uh, I would just go back to, well, I'm getting the results, so this is the way to do it. Uh, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs can can face that. So that was kind of my beginning journeys, and that's kind of shaped me to where I am today. I realized there needed to be a better way. i I could be a lot more effective. I was like a lot of the people that we work with today, I was leaving a lot of opportunity on the table and and i'll and I'll just share with you and I'll even put the the challenge out. So now, as I look back, I have never met a leader that was reaching their full potential I've never met a leader that hadn't told me you know it took me a lot harder to get here than I had imagined and I expected to be a lot further along and uh, I'm still leaving a lot of opportunity on the table and so it's those folks that we typically work with and and help them try to figure out all right so what is that framework we should use and and so you know long story short that's kind of what brought me to here today
1: Okay, I've, obviously the longer version is in the books and we appreciate that. We'll tell our listeners and viewers to go get them. So what are the signs? You mentioned working three times harder than everybody else. What are some of the other signs that would let us know we've got an issue that would be something that someone like you could help with?
2: So let me share with you a story. <laughs> so I, I remember a client, uh, his name is Ross and he, he came to me uh, several years back and it had taken him seven Says twenty years to get to seven million dollars in revenue. Now, for most people, seven million dollars is respectable. He was well known in his his market area. They thought you know his business was great, but man, he knew he was leaving a a lot of opportunity on the table. He just couldn't figure out how to get out of it. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll. cut out all the details in the short stories, but a few of the things that, that were the warning signs for him was, number one, it took him 20 years to get to $7 million, and there were a lot of other companies in his industry that were much bigger. The, the second warning sign was is the 80-20 rule. He realized, and, and it came up when I shared with him, I said, you know, the best leaders are the least busy in the company.
1: That's a writer downer right there, folks. The best leaders yeah. are the least busy. Man, uh, how do we? Get, I think you just sold everybody who listened. How do we get to that point?
2: Well, and, 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 and so, so one of the things we, we looked at was the 80-20 role there. And what we realized is 20% of the employees were carrying 80% of the weight. And that was mainly the leadership team. So I said, all right, we're going to need a framework to take your, your leadership team to another side. And what we realized, and, and by the way, the Gallup survey proves this, 67% of all employees are either not engaged or actively disengaged in the entire U.S. workforce. His company turned out to be no different. And I could tell you the Fortune 500 companies that I worked for that were excellent were no different. And, and so what we realized was, if you're going to get out from under, if we're really going to grow this thing a lot, We have to unlock that 67%.
1: How do we find out who they are? And then obviously the sexy question of how do we get them to go from
2: disengaged or unengaged to drinking the Kool-Aid? I'm so glad you asked that question. So first of all, with every client, we, we do an engagement survey and get the data. If you start trying to pinpoint different people, you're actually missing the boat. See, what we realized there and what we've realized with all the companies that we've worked with is it's the leaders that are the problem, not the employees. So it's all my fault. Awesome. Love it. Then I can change it. And you can change it, which was great. So now it's not so big. And then so a few of the things you learned from the Gallup survey was, is that uh, only 20% of employees felt that their their leaders actually had a vision for the future. I think it was something like 18% of employees Uh, really felt that their leaders got them excited about the future. I mean, it's basic stuff like this. Only 14% felt their leaders communicated well. So So we've got room to grow. That's awesome. Isn't that great? So what we did there and what I think every leader needs to do is they need to uh, have a framework which helps them, help everybody understand what the priorities are, help everybody understand what success looks like for themselves in contributing to the overall plan and then have good systems in place. And that's basically what we did with Titan, uh, which is the name of that company. And so if I now fast forward for you, you know, taking them through a a complete framework, we actually saw them grow to $22 million and to have five times the industry average in profit. And by the way, it only took three years. But here's the kicker, and this is why I want leaders to realize if they're going to get out from under, the key is in their employees. The key to getting more growth than you ever imagined is unlocking the untapped potential employees. So I go back there, and we had done their engagement survey, and it tripled over the same period of time revenue tripled. And we see this constantly. The better we are at unlocking everybody else, The less we work, and by the way, this was the other kicker. If you ask Russ and his partner, they were working half, and they were triple the size. Okay. So I got to
1: recap that for everybody. So in case you didn't get that, they tripled the revenues of the business. They tripled the engagement of the employees. They, like, I think doubled, if I got it all, they doubled profits, more than doubled the profits, and the owners were working half as much.
2: Correct, and and it was funny because I remember his number two person calling me his partner and saying, "Howard, it's the middle of the day, and I I don't I'm not even sure what to do." That's and beautiful. and I said, "You're doing exactly what you were supposed to do. You now have everybody else working harder than you. They're all fully engaged, and this is what you get when everybody loves what they do, who they do it for, and then they know exactly what they are what they are supposed to be doing." that's the the holy grail. That's the holy grail. And so one of the things I'll just share with you is there's really five pillars to uh, at least the framework that we've developed. And I think everybody would agree these are the same five pillars they need. Strategy, uh, stewardship, uh, human capital management, which is all your people decisions. You need planning and you need accountability. Now, here's the rub. So I've done everything from startup to $20 billion in revenue. I have never met a company that's mastered all five of those pillars. Actually, what we've seen is most companies have only mastered one or two, and those are their go-to ways to run a business. But it took all five to help companies like Titan get to the next level.
1: Okay. So let's say we're, you said everyone from startup to 20 billion. Let's say we're not at 20 billion just yet. We're not even close. So for, let's say a small business, let's say under 50 employees, where do we, where do we start? Um, How does the process work for a business of a few dozen?
2: So our sweet spot is those 50 employees or less we have a lot we have clients larger than that but we spent a lot of time there so just as the audience is listening to this i didn't want to scare them away with the 20 billion
0: right i understand i
2: appreciate about. that so, so first of all i want to tell you we have something called the business acceleration calculator and we it actually tied to my first book we have never had a business of any size not have a million dollars show up at the bottom of that calculator When we take them through the different things they need to look at to be able to drive their business. And and so for a company that's a million dollars, you're going to be like, there's no way I'll find a million bucks. Well, you will when you realize that generally accepted accounting principles, which is what causes you to create your financial statements a certain way, only captures transactions. They don't capture bad leadership. They don't capture uh, when I hired a dumbass. They don't capture... Uh, that I didn't have a strategy to differentiate myself in the market and the dollars associated with fixing those problems. When you put a dollar amount next to it, you realize, God, I need to put my focus somewhere. Now I'm going to tell you that, and this is really hard during these times, right? Um, it starts with your people. So your issues are going to be different in this market compared to other markets right so let's
1: talk about that because we're recording this again during the peak of the corona issue so how do you does your process still work how does it how does it i don't know if you've ever tested it in a situation like this we haven't had one so how does that work in trying to engage people and get them working harder than you when they're working from home and their kids are home from school
2: so let's be practical all right so the practicality is the answer to that question it's going to first, the first question i am ask you is how much oxygen you have. Oxygen is cash. So the people that have no cash won't even pay attention because they're desperate and, and they have to solve their cash problem first. Uh, then you also have businesses that are different industries. And depending on how you set yourself up, you may be in a different place right now. So for example, we have clients that uh, were 100% or, you know, A large percentage dependent on the cruise industry. So, right now you've got to look at well, there's a window, right? But as long as you have enough oxygen, we can still make some decisions. So, depending on where your business is, you're going to have to kind of maneuver this differently. But I'm going to tell you that those five things are still crucial. And where you're going to put priority, so if you think about them as five spinning plates, and I'm always spinning the five plates. Some plates are going to be more important right now, depending on your situation. So if you're still fine, uh, and we're still fine, and we're we're at least going to do what we did last year, you know, we're 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 in a different decision-making process than somebody that's gotten hit in fifty percent. But I think this is your wake-up call, right? So the question is, you could have possibly forecasted you're too exposed to an industry. You could have possibly forecasted. So the first place I would start right now. For those of you who haven't done a forecast, or those of you who have not taken it seriously, is the first thing I want to figure out is what's my best case scenario, what is my likely case scenario, and what's my worst case scenario going on right now. The first thing I would do is forecast. What forecasting did for me in my business, and it has done for you know a bunch of the CEOs I've talked about, is it's it's increased their confidence, or it's increased their clarity of what needs to happen rather than guessing what they think might happen to their numbers, depending on things going up and down. And typically you only need three to five levers and you'll know what those levers are that are gonna decide whether you add clients, whether you lose clients. And then based on how many clients you add or lose, that's gonna define how much cost structure you have. And then you can marry up your cost structure. So the first thing I would do is make sure I have a handle on what good, better, best looks like. Then I would create a blank, Uh, plan on on creating my best case scenario. So most people have ideas, wishes, but they haven't created the roadmap to, all right, so this is the crap we're in right now. And I'm going to tell you, even for us, where we're expecting to be at least flat with that, that's our likely case scenario with last year, we're operating differently in this 90 days, but you can't make that your operating decisions after because we're going to get out of this. It's going to be behind us. So you have to think about what are the moves you're going to make now, and then you have to think about what are the moves you're going to make as we start coming out, and that's going to be a staging process, and you have to think that through. Because if you try to throw everything against the wall, nothing's going to work. So what are the fewest amount of things you can do that are most likely going to get you to your, most, your best case? And then you've got to start making – so I look at us as, as leaders uh, and owners – as like farmers, we're planting seeds. And so you're gonna plant seeds hopefully in this 90 days that's gonna help you grow and accelerate faster as we come out of this. If you're not planting any seeds right now, if you're wasting your time just panicking, if you're not making any moves, then when it comes time to come out, then you're gonna start planting the seeds and so you're gonna prolong this issue. So um, what's some some real-life examples of that? So one of our, our clients that was very heavily affected by the cruise industry, we've been talking about for a long time, you're too exposed to one industry. And really, he needed to build up a sales force that could get them to clients in other sectors. He'd never done that well. And so right now, they're planting the seeds for... Really, if they start talking to people now, dollars are not going to come in the door. But if they do the things, by the way, they were supposed to be doing before, which is, and and by the way, every person should be doing this, is reaching out to your network. They should be calling out to five to 10 people every single day in their network. Over time, and by the way, don't be calling everybody and asking them for stuff right now. That's a big disaster. What you need to be doing is calling everybody to figure out how are you. Is there anything we can do to help with our networks, with everything we know, with our experiences, we just want to let you know that we care about you. And, you know, should we get to the point uh, later, they're going to remember that. And so right now we're recommending that everybody reach out to at least five to ten people a day in their network just to check on them and let them know they're okay. That's planting seeds, all right? And that's what they're doing right now, Um and you got to prioritize those. seeds where you want to plant, right? So, do, do farmers plant seeds just anywhere? No, Seth. They're going to pick. Listen, I need the best soil. I I need I need to create the right environment so that when it's time to grow, the fruit's going to start coming up. The plants are going to start coming up. So, I would prioritize who you're going to call. So, I would start with the people that. Have you been clients in the past? I would I would call um, the people that should be clients that you've known for a long time and and really haven't done anything for them for them to want to do business for you with you. Uh, and I would start prioritizing that way and start digging out. I would be going into your networks. Who are the who are the top influencers you know in the market that know everybody? Those people need to get on the top, and you need to take care of them. earn them. In the last week, I've given out 15 referrals. That is
1: absolutely Um, awesome. Great advice, Howard. We know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you sharing some of it with us. I wish we had an hour or more. Yes. Um, For our folks who are watching and listening, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you, to get their business assessment, to start with what you're talking
2: about, and to get information on the books? So if I'm not mistaken, we've given you the link to download the calculator. The first thing I would do is I download the calculator and figure out where your money's at. Uh, you can go on Amazon. You can buy my first book, Your Business is a Leaky Bucket. Our new book, actually, we just re- re- redid the title. It's it's The Leader Launchpad. Uh, that will probably start pre-selling in a couple of weeks. And uh, so the first place I would go, because you want something now, is I'd look at our current book. I would also call us, all right? So right now, there's no strings of cash. We've created a hotline for business owners of any size to call our our awesome coaches, just to help you think through these times. So if you call our number, and I think you guys are going to put it on the screen, but my phone number, uh, and actually call my, my, and she's going to kill me right now. You're going to call my chief of staff at 305-722-7011. Her name is Joanna, and she'll make sure she connects you with a coach that can help you think through the forecasting issues, to start thinking through what are the strategic moves you can make I would call them. And also, of course, you can go to our website, www.activategroupinc.com.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream.